With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Ooh, Bosco's boys. Come on, boys. The boys are back for another Spotify Green Room live room show. As always, we are sponsored by Spotify Green Room. We're going to be going live every Wednesday. Wednesday is the plan. Every Wednesday uh, throughout the rest of the year. Um, yeah, great sponsors. We love them. They've allowed us to do a lot of fun stuff, a lot of fun live shows. Sadly, the topics were all these live shows. We've done two just randomly during the day because of breaking news this week. Hasn't been fun. There's nothing good about it. And quite frankly, this is the lowest and most frustrated I've been since the news dropped, you know, seven days ago. I am legitimately pissed off. I'm legitimately frustrated. I am in full burn it down mode uh, because it, it turns out that ESPN, The Athletic, uh, they have conspired against the Big 12. They've conspired against K-State. They have gone out of their way to try to bury K-State and some of the other athletic departments inside the Big 12. This goes beyond the whole, oh, it's a business. This goes beyond the TV ratings. This goes beyond all that stuff that everyone has tried to tell you that conference realignment's all about. This is ESPN, two athletic departments and two conferences deciding they want to run college sports, they want to run everything, and they want to get away with it without having to pay to get out of their contracts. Everyone in the sports media was in on it. If you listen to The Athletic, they have a college football podcast what was Andy fucking Staples doing? He was doing the whole, oh, two, three, four, five teams to the AAC. The AAC should be the aggressor. ESPN and The Athletic were working together to get people to believe that The Athletic, the American Athletic Conference, which had two games with over a million viewers in five years, was more valuable than the eight schools in the Big 12. They're floating this stuff out there. They were trying to kill off the Big 12, and as a result, K-State, all because they want to own, the them and the SEC want to own college football. They wanted to put to death these athletic departments so they didn't have to pay them because they're like, eh, we want to give more money to these schools. We want to screw them out of contracts that sell four years on them. And what pisses me off the most, not even just the athletic, not even just ESPN, not even the folks who were in on it. They were legitimately in on it. It was a conspiracy to kill off the Big 12, to kill off K-State. And people who aren't even involved with them are getting their jokes off. Sports Illustrated, the solid verbal, uh, 810 and 610 personalities. They're just thinking it's a joke. Here we are in one of the single biggest scandals in the history of college sports, and the media was in on it, and they're just getting off jokes. I am livid. This is the most pissed off I have ever been as a K-State fan because I was someone who tried to say, oh, there aren't conspiracies. Oh, ESPN isn't working against K-State. Oh, it's not working against the Big 12. And that turned out to be bullshit. 
just bullshit. I, I'm livid. Uh, we're here to talk about it. And it, it's just hilarious how, uh, you know, someone who I, I do respect, I, I, I get it. But like a guy like CDOT Harrison at a radio station that carries K-State's live sporting events, and he's just getting off jokes about a signature. So I'm pissed off. That's where it's at. Um, I'm going to let Grant talk. Um, and then anyone who wants to come up and get their uh, <laughs> their opinions and requests, I'll let you guys in. I think it's going to be a heated room. So we might have to do some rotations. Um, so, Grant, uh, you take the, you take the uh, mantle for a bit, and then we'll rotate anyone who wants to get stuff off their chest because – I don't know. I need to freaking, I need to take a Tylenol no, or an aspirin just... before I have a heart attack because I'm just fucking livid. So <laughs> you, you talk. I'm going to mute myself for a little yourself, bit. Pour yourself a bourbon. And, but I want you to stay hot. We all need you to stay hot because it's good stuff. But... And, and here's the fucking thing. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I promise I'm going to let you talk. Here's the thing. Here's I don't the have thing. much to say. Even, I, even, when, even when the people are called on their bullshit, even when that happens, they then try to come up with some, uh, like, oh, it's, it's not about me. It's not about college football. It's society bullshit. Give me a break. And then the solid verbal. And I love their podcast, and I legitimately enjoy listening to them. They're tweeting out jokes about the signature and all that type of stuff. And I tweet at them. And then they say, oh, we did a podcast last week about how this kind of sucks for some people. We're not sorry. Oh, give me a break. They, people try to pretend that, oh, we're, we're the college football show that is above the ESPN. Oh, we don't give in to the SEC. Oh, we talk about the G5 conferences. They don't care. That's a marketing tagline for clicks because guess what? And, and here's the thing. K-State, we're in the same boat as Oklahoma State, all these other schools. They're not – they don't have more fans than us. They don't care about any of them. I doubt we're going to get any Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, K- KU fan, any of them. Here's the thing. Everyone can act like their fan base is special. Oh, we have a little bit better ratings. People care about us. No, they fucking don't. And the media reaction from this story, which is, oh, let's get jokes off. Let's get jokes off proves they don't give a shit about Oklahoma State, any of them. So people might want to pretend, oh, they have, they have an outlet. They have an out. Oh, we're going to the Pac-12. Oh, we're going to the ACC. They don't give a shit what happens to you. If ESPN had it their way, they would just tell all of us to go to the FCS. They'll put you on ESPN Plus, and they will never show a basketball game. That's where I'm at. Grant, you talk. I'm getting a ton of text messages. Just talk, and then we'll rotate to Will and then uh, Joey. Tonight, rotate anyone to – now because I have to grab something. Okay, we're going to Will. Anyone who wants to talk, request, because there's already a ton of folks in the room. Request if you want to come up. We will uh, have you up, but we're going to go to Joey first. Joey, let me catch my breath. You... Uh, can we just maybe get some, uh, get some whiskey and do a cheers real quick to Bob Bowlesby for having a fucking nutsack and – getting out there and, and putting this news out there and kind of being unhinged on, on Twitter, but also with all the reporters and everything that he's talking to. I'm, I'm just going to raise a glass to Bob Bowlesby real quick for doing what Dan Beebe never could. You know, th- that's a good point. And Bob was the punchline of a bunch of jokes. But you know what? There's a whole nother point that he le- – like he was doing an interview and he got out there where he was saying that, OU and Texas were actively part of strategy meetings as far as just two and a half weeks ago. So again, like he, he should have been better. He should have had a pulse. I'm not, I'm not absolving him of all his issues, but I do like that. Hey, he, he's going unhinged. He's going all out. Um, and I don't blame him because I, I was keeping it relatively cool, but the fact that this is going on just makes me want to just punch something but i'm not going to i'm going to be nice to yeah you can physical shit on Bolsby, um for you know a slew of things but it's very clear that oklahoma and texas were about as two-faced as possible and they genuinely were conspiring behind the scenes in secret for quite some time and telling bob bolsby and the big 12 officials something completely different you know preaching unity and preaching strength and stability so i mean <laughs> At the end of the day, sure, we've always we've kind of been making jokes at Bob Bowlesby's expense for the past, you know, decade or so. But 
how can you really pin that much on him when they were actively, you know, being as shady as they were? It's it's pretty remarkable. And, you know, this has been like ESPN. This has been an ESPN thing in the making, trying to kind of bolster up the SEC for the last, what, 10 to 12 years. But it's pretty crazy to see them actually, like, legitimately breaking breaching contract I've, I've seen people i don't i don't know the legality of all this shit but breaking federal law possibly i mean i don't know i wish we could get like a lawyer in here to and it's probably all a little bit too fresh at this point but there's gonna be tons of crazy shit coming up yeah and, and here's the thing i i'm most mad at the non-espn media that is getting their jokes off and they're complicit in it and that's what's making me the most mad. But I, I, I've gone on my rant. I'll go on at least probably six more before the end of this show. We're going to Will next. Will, hop in here. What, what's going through your mind? Speak your mind. Give us your info. Uh, the last few hours have been pretty interesting. And once realignment starts, you never really know what's going to be the next turn. But I'm wondering if this is a little bit of a change right now with Bullsby. Not leaking, I guess he's just directly making accusations. And I don't know if eight's a magic number, but maybe we're getting back to that solidarity that we had in the Big Eight where the conference moved together and looked out for the entrance of the conference, knowing that that would be the best for the individual members. And I I hope everyone sticks together and acts like the old Big Eight and can negotiate and work together for the best outcome because all eight together are going to be stronger and more valuable than one on their own trying to do their own best interest. Because they're not UT, we're not OU, but all together, we have a little bit of pull. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, but it's getting pretty wild. Yeah, one of the quotes out there was the other eight schools now are digging in, and they're basically saying, hey, look, no, we're, gonna, we're not going to agree to a buyout. We're not going to do this. We're going to keep OU in Texas in the conference for the remainder of the contract and make everyone pay. Um, so... I hope they stick together. I don't know if it'll ultimately work like that, but I hope that the eight stick together because uh, all it takes is one more. The second it goes from eight to seven, ESPN wins and the entire contract can be thrown out the window. So uh, all it's going to take is one defector. So I'm hoping everyone stays close. We're going to go to my guy, Ace, Ace Edwards of the Alleyville or Aggieville Alley Cats. Ace, jump in here. Tell me. If I'm going to be honest, I've kind of reached the, the point of where I've ascended normal normal human emotion. I should be angry, but I've just hit the release valve of I just can't feel anything anymore. ESPN is actively trying to weasel their way out of a contract that they signed because big boy Oklahoma and big boy University of Texas took their ball and go home, which is the only two balls that they have that I've seen. And just alongside all of this, the AAC apparently has no comments about whether or not they've been trying to influence schools, which in legal speak means that, yes, they have been doing it, but don't want to be held legally responsible for it. And it's just a bunch of crap, all because the University of Texas got little man down syndrome because everyone in the Big 12 bullies them for being the most painfully mediocre team in the past decade. And yet here we are the national media trying to take down the big 12, a power five conference because they have nothing better to do with their time. And they want to go sleep with the new sexy maiden next door of the sec. Scott, you're muted, pal. If you're not trying. Sorry, to no, I, no, I, I wasn't trying to be muted. I was trying to keep it muted because uh, old Chauncey Bosco is, Chomping on a squeak toy, and I was trying to uh, type in the chat. Uh, What I was going to say in the chat is, hey, anyone who wants to talk, just request. I'll bring you up. It's a big group, so we might have to do some rotation. If you just want to listen, that's fine, too. So, in Ace, this is another thing that is just wild to me when it comes to ESPN. And this shows that they don't don't actually care about creating a good fifth conference. They don't. Because here's the thing. If they actually cared about that, it wouldn't be about moving Big 12 teams – uh, down to the ACC, it'd be like it would be taking the best AAC teams and BYU as an independent, which they own that contract, and take some folks from the Mountain West, which they don't own. So it'd actually be adding inventory to their to their uh, portfolio, 
it, it's not about any of that because because there are ways they could do that which it would work. No, it's about making sure they do not have to pay anyone any more money in protecting OU and Texas and the SEC because they all conspired together. That that's just the whole next layer to it. It's it's just wild how it's going down. Next up is Hayes. Hayes, uh, let's hear what you have. I think it's kind of wild that the uh, American is about to get tied into a national legal battle between ESPN and Big 12, and they were sort of just used as a pawn in all this. Um, I think we're sort of just in today's breaking news or the last hour, we're diverting some attention to OU and Texas when they don't really deserve any of it right now because obviously their move is the reason this is all happening. But this is ESPN and the American working together, not necessarily the American's fault, but letting them use you to try to get themselves out of a contract. And I just think it's crazy that I've been really happy, actually. Everyone else is really mad. I'm really happy that something finally concrete is happening. Um, It just seems like this shit's been going on for a long time. And hopefully we have some actual evidence, even though it hasn't been shown yet and Bob's saying he's got it, but I just really want to see something actually happen from this or at least keep the remaining eight teams together and get some sort of good result out of this by keeping OU and Texas on the hook for all of our money. Yeah, that's a good point. And here's the thing. Texas and OU 100% still deserve the blame, but this is what I'm going to say. There's almost no part of me that doesn't believe that because it's being presented by folks as, oh, this was OU and Texas's idea. This was all them. I'm starting to call bullshit. I'm I'm thinking ESPN was the puppet master behind all this. Got those two together and said, hey, l- let's make this happen. So I, I I'm not letting them off the hook, but I I'm thinking this conspiracy goes deeper and deeper, and I I'm just livid. And again, it, it, the. The, the fact that everyone else in the world is just thinking it's a big joke in a party tells you all you need to know. Um, next is Chris. Chris, let's hear. Yeah, this is uh, crazy news. Um, I 30 minutes ago just popped on Twitter and saw the news and I was like, holy shit, this is, this is huge. So I'm still kind of reacting to it, but um, I think this is going to, this is going to get dragged out for quite a while. And, um, you're going to definitely see some uh, lawsuits and legal battles play out between the next months, years, and what have you. Um, so at the very least, it looks like it gives us time. It's buying us time, which I think us and the other schools need. Um, let it play out, get our money, and then just dig in for what it's worth. Yeah, and, I, and again, it, it sucks. It's almost defeatist that now it's like, all right, hey, we're, we're now going to have to just, you know, play the lawyer game, get the money while you can. But that's that's the best option we can. I K-State needs to stick stick to their guns, and the other seven need to join us because at the end of the day, uh, w- when the media deal is done, when the media deal is done, there is zero chance the Big 12 exists unless it is exclusively with Fox or it's with a new TV network. There is no chance ESPN is going to want anything to do with the Big 12 after this, if there's life after this media deal. Um, and, and honestly, I think that's worth it. At the end of the day, you have to eventually do something to try to stop ESPN in this plan. And at the end of the day, they're – they're 95% of the way there. They just couldn't, you know, or they haven't yet quite put us in the ground. Um, But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to follow this story because it is now all in the lawyer's hands and it's going to be the dominating story for better or worse until this is all over. Uh, and, And that's a little sad because again, there are so many great stories. There's great fans. There's great players that deserve the stories written about him. They deserve the media attention. We're going to have Skylar Thompson, who is going to be the first ever quarterback who's going to start in like five different seasons. Actually, that's probably not true. Maybe. I have no idea. I have no idea if that's true. But you have a fifth-year senior. You have a guy like Deuce Vaughn. You have a coach like Chris Kleiman who's trying to do all this. And that's just at K-State. There's seven other schools. And now instead of talking about that, 
now is going to be dominated the war against ESPN and the war against the SEC. And honestly, I just want to nuke the AAC. I hate them. I'll forever hate them now. So I don't know. It's just wild. Um, Again, we have 22 people listening in. I love you all. If anyone wants to get up here, uh, get some opinions in, uh, please, please uh, request. Come up here. Let me know what you're thinking. Oh, boy. So um, I'm going to go back to Ace because he's he's calmer than me. Um, Ace, what is the next realistic move? Do you really think that the eight teams can stick together and make them pay? Or do you think that ultimately it's too, it, that there is going to be a chink in the armor and this is all going to be for naught? I think that the Big 12 at this point, they, they were – at first, they were bound together by necessity, mostly probably led by TCU and Baylor, really trying to keep everyone together because where else would those two schools go? But now I feel like they're just going to band together out of spite because I feel like every Big 12 fan would be is equally pissed off about this. And I feel like every single Big 12 front office or athletics department is going to be equally pissed off about it. So... That means that we have more and more reason to just kind of band together and maybe even flip the script by ripping the AAC schools away from the AAC and just kind of taking that underdog power five mentality, which sounds strange to say, but I think we're to the point where the Big 12 is the underdog power five and just us banding together and saying, you know what, fuck everyone else, we're going to stick to our guns poach other schools and prove that we are a power five conference better than the Pac 12. And whenever we inevitably piss on the graves of Oklahoma and university of Texas this year, it'll be even more vindicated. I, I like where your head's at. Um, chef, if you want to come up here, people are, I, I think Grant's sh- shitting on you. You're more than welcome to hop up here. Um, we're, we're, we're going to go to, Will, you've long been someone who talks about how you miss the original Big Eight. You're a, you know, it's not your job, but you're a great historian. Um, Do you think that, because at the end of the day, if you look at this group of schools, you have two private religious tiny institutions. You have a school out in West Texas that has more history with other schools. You have, and then you have, four big eight schools. And then you have a school that is a thousand miles away. Part of what made conferences work in the early days was the shared identity, the shared, uh, you know, region shared moral values, all this type of stuff. Is the big 12 too different to truly stick to their guns through all this? Or do you think, Hey, there's enough of a common enemy to make this work? Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of depends on if people are getting invites or not and where those are coming from. If they're coming from the AAC, then I think they all see each other as sharing an identity and a common purpose. If one's getting an invite from the Pac-12, they're going to think differently. But the administrators between KU, Iowa State, K-State, they all are going to be seeing each other eye to eye on multiple levels. They list each other as peer institutions in their academic reviews. They see each other as partners athletically. They're going to be wanting to have stuff like the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City that benefits them and their fans. And I think that there is some level of shared identity that won't be trumped by more money, but I think they're all realizing right now that part of their shared identity is that they're more valuable together than apart. But that could change rapidly and it's hard to tell how that's going to shake out in the next day or two or week or month. Yeah. I think ultimately the, the tragic uh, fail, the tragic folly by uh, the, by ESPN was trying to use the AAC as the median to kill off the big 12, because here's the thing. If they could have gotten the, what's up? no, I'm sorry, Rebo. No, that's not going to happen. Uh, the, 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 the issue. That sounded like Grant piece of Whoa, settle down, chef. I'm coming to you next because here's the thing. If the, if ESPN would have gone with the ACC and basically said, Hey, West Virginia, KU, whatever, 
want to come to the ACC, then I think this is done. I think this is done. They had the hubris that they thought that they could tell these other schools, hey, your best shot is the the American Conference. And that's what ultimately might end up costing them close to a billion dollars in a ton of legal fees. So that's where I'm at. We're going Chef, we're going uh, Dallas, and then we're going good friend of the pod, Travis Cyclone. So, Andre, what what do you have to say? I don't really have – oh, shit, my bad, Joe. Um, I don't really have much to say. Um, it's it's kind of all been discussed. I mean, everybody's out to get us, which is kind of fucking crazy. I don't really know the math, and you guys are really fucking smart when it comes to this shit, but – I just don't see why why we're being left out and what is the Big 12's grand conspiracy? Like, what's their end game? I just don't get it. Here, here's the thing. The end, the end game is ESPN did not want to continue to have to pay the Big 12 contract. They wanted to have an SEC Super League. So they I, – I, I, there's no proof to this. None of Bob Bowlesby's – uh, stuff goes this far, but it's not going to shock me if it was ESPN that went to Oklahoma and Texas and said, Hey, let, let's, let's get you guys to the SEC and then let's make the big 12 collapse. Cause it, it has nothing to do with K state. Here's the thing. None of these stories are, Oh, KU, Iowa state to the big 10, Texas tech to the PAC 12, all this type of stuff. West Virginia, the ACC. That wasn't the story. The story was they were trying to tell these these athletic departments, they were trying to tell the world the remaining eight schools are worth less, less than the AAC, which is bullshit. And no, and Stuart Mandel tries to come up with numbers. The athletic tries to come up with numbers. ESPN's trying to float this stuff out there. It's all fundamentally not true because they were trying to force Big 12 schools to go to the AAC for close to a 60% revenue decrease. Also, they could get out of their billion-dollar deal that is still remaining on the contract. So that's what's going on. It has nothing to do with K-State. At the end of the day, this is a wake-up call to KU in West Virginia who thought, oh, we have better spots. It doesn't matter. We're going to be fine. No, you're not. This is proof of it. So that's where I'm at. We're going to Dallas. Dallas, what do you have to say? Now, we're talking a lot about like the, uh, the remaining Big 12 schools being real tight together, kind of ironclad brotherhood shit. But what about our uh, what about our kind of problem child out east? Are they are they on the same page as the rest of the Big Twelve? Because I feel like if they fall if they fall, then there are others to go right afterwards. Yeah, personally, I mean, I don't. Sorry, Scott. Personally, I don't think any. I mean, you can't say with any level of certainty that there is any sort of ironclad alliance between these eight guys. I knew that. You I know, was the, more the, more or less saying that with. With us getting fucked over the way we are, or what just happened, that we're all kind of like, whether it's out of spite or whatever it is, we're kind of banding together stronger than we were at the beginning of all this, and I, I don't know what. I think people like Bob Bullsby and other, you know, Big 12 leadership would like that to happen, but, and, and you know, schools like K-State would like that to happen, um, but... You know, as we've mentioned before, I don't think that there's anything that's going to stop. I don't think there's enough spite in the world that's going to stop a team like KU or Iowa State, I don't fucking know, going to the Big 12 if an offer is extended. There's just no way. No, there is no way. But but again, this all is proving that there isn't a lifeboat, specifically with West Virginia. Again, I I said it a couple minutes ago. The tragic flaw by ESPN, if they truly wanted to get this done – was they should have gone to the A or the Atlantic Coast Conference, the ACC, and said, take West Virginia, we'll try to convince Notre Dame, or we'll figure it out later. Because here's the thing, no one's turning down the Pac-12 at this point. No one's turning down the Big Ten at this point. No one's turning down the ACC. Here's the difference in it all. The Big Ten and the Pac-12 all run by Fox. Fox has no incentive right now to tell these conferences, hey, Let's take one of these schools and give ESPN a billion-dollar revenue windfall. They have no incentive now. And guess what? If there was real incentive for any of these schools, it would have happened before now. Again, I think this is a wake-up call to everyone who thought they had an out. 
they're realizing they don't. We're going to go to Travis. Travis Cyclone, Iowa State fan. He's one of the few I can stand. Travis, what's your take on all this? Hi there. I'm trying to figure this app out. Um, it's the best app in the world. Yeah. Um, I still think we all go our separate ways, but I think that this gets delayed a bit. I, think, I do think we get paid out of the deal. Um, I, I, I still think I still think there's some sort of a Big 12, Pac-12 merger in the end, but I think we'll uh, hopefully have a little more money out of the deal. Are you a believer of J-Boy? I have no idea what that means. Well, you know, you, you need to do a better <laughs> job listening because you're sounding a little bit like J-Boy. And I don't think – I personally, everything I've heard the last few days – would not back that up, but hey, it could happen. Um, here's my question to you: Does do the do the eight schools band together long enough to truly make ESPN pay, or is someone going to end up getting nervous, taking the lifeboat, and ending it all? Um, I, th- I I think KU takes the lifeboat. Who's giving them a lifeboat, Travis? I would guess the Big Ten would. I, I don't think they're going to take Iowa State, but I think they'd take Kansas. I man, all right. I think you've been hanging out in the fog a little long. I hope that's not the case, but I appreciate it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, if if, if not, I mean, if, if not them, yeah, I don't know. I, the, I, I tweeted earlier today that this could be an ESPN versus Fox thing, and then that leads me a lot more down your line of thinking than where I've been the last week. Um, I'm not. I don't know if I'm quite there yet, but. I do. I, I mean, if if we're, if we're going to have ESPN college first football versus Fox college football, yeah, we're in this because uh, I don't I don't see any ESPN schools adding any of us or any ESPN leagues adding any of us or all of us, one or the other. Yeah, so. definitely not anymore after all this. But yeah, well, no, I because because there, there there was movement with other schools and other leagues, and I don't need to go into all that, but. Um, with this, this 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 tells me that we're we're in the like like the video that uh, Jamie Pollard and Wendy Winterstein did the other night for as for as nerdy and as awkward as it was, um, the fact that they put out that out there a six minute video uh, that that tells me that at least on our end we're not going to be going anywhere at least in the short term. So. Um, that's, that, that, that's a thought that is new in my mind. I thought we were going to, I thought stuff was going to get figured out this week. Honestly, I thought, I thought all of us were going to find a landing spot except for TCU. Um, I'm starting to think a lot differently right now. Um, you guys are kind of, uh, uh I'm kind of thinking on the fly here a little bit cause my mind's spinning from where my mind was three hours ago. So, but, uh, that, that's kind of my take. I don't know if I necessarily have a firm take. But Definitely. I think if, 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 if anybody is, uh, if anyone breaks, it'll be Kansas or West Virginia. Yep. I, I think those are likely ones, but, uh, we'll just have to hold out and hope, hope for the best. We're going to go to Ethan and then we're going to go to Joe. Ethan, what do you have to say for us, man? So since this, uh, all began, I think today is the first day and maybe I'm just fucking crazy that I feel actual excitement, um, because, um, up to this point, I just thought there was no hope of going anywhere. Um, I thought we were probably going to, you know, pick up a couple AAC teams and, you know, drop down a division and, uh, not drop to division, but drop, uh, the amount of money that we're bringing in significantly. And it just was never going to be the same. Now I have to say, I do have a little bit of an excitement just because, uh, if the evidence is true, what they have brought um, forward today with the allegations, um, that's a lot of lawsuits coming. Um, it's a lot of lawsuits that take time. Um, that's a lot of lawsuits that would scare conference realignment. Also, I think it would encourage the Fox conferences to probably hold off from trying to expand at this point. Uh, because they would love to see ESPN get screwed out of, uh, you know, a billion dollars or whatever it ends up being. Um, so there's a lot of legs to go with this. And um, I'm excited to see what is going to happen because it does seem like there is AAC involvement, SEC involvement, Texas, OU, uh, ESPN, um, and all of them. So um, I'm, for the first time in over a week, I uh, actually have some excitement maybe about the possible outcome of K-State sports 
because one, we're going to get paid. And two, um, hopefully we come up on the positive side of this um, and maybe end up, you know, maybe Fox loves us after this. Who knows? I, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to get Fox to love us, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the end game is going to be. I just, I don't know. I'm just irate and I want to make everyone pay and I want to go scorch earth and I hate everyone except for Joe, Joe, it's time for you to come up. Joe, what do you have to say to everyone? Joe, do you got the mute button? Come on, man. I believe in you. Looks like a microphone. There you go. There it is. Yay. There you go, Joe. Joe, what do you have to say? Um, he needs to come out stronger than what he did in his little fucking statement. Who does? So you, you thought that you think that Bowlesby needs to come out harder than the language that was used in the uh, C and D order? Did that happen within the past hour and a half? Like two hours. I've been on the golf course. Oh, okay. Yeah. So basically what happened was Bowlesby sent out a C&D basically outlining that uh, he has evidence that ESPN conspired to kill off the Big 12 by trying to get at least one and up to three or four schools to leave the Big 12, join another conference, effectively making it so uh, Oklahoma and Texas didn't have to pay any buyout money and uh, ESPN could get out of their billion-dollar contract. So. Uh, yeah, that that's kind of what spurred on all my angst and uh, anger. Now I'm finally caught up. Um, I'm not as mad at him as I was. But, uh, yeah, I think if uh, one of these other two conferences, Pac-12 or Big Ten, reach out, I think the kids need to jump ship yesterday. I mean, I get that. I get that. And, and if I, I would be upset if it, if it turned out that uh, K-State turned down an opportunity to go to the Pac-12 uh, to try to fight this fight. I don't think they will. And again, I, I've said it uh, a handful of times. We've actually gone live. Uh, this is our third time going live this week. Everything I'm hearing is the PAC 12 is not looking to expand right now. They're trying to hold off the big 10 poaching them uh, in that adding schools. Isn't going to do anything to compel some of those universities to stay. And everything I've heard is the big 10 doesn't give a shit about KU they're looking at the Pac-12 trying to make that happen. And then uh, the ACC has just kind of become the uh, big question mark. And the fact that they're still somewhat tied to Notre Dame, saying that Notre Dame has to choose them if they choose a conference before 2035, that kind of puts them in a position where they can't really add one because a 15-team conference isn't going to work. Notre Dame isn't ready to jump. So they're in a position where they really don't have uh, a hand to play despite what West Virginia fans want to think. So that's what it, at least from my point of view, from what I'm hearing, uh, I don't think any other, I don't think big 12 schools have an option. And again, this comes back to my point at the top of the show before some folks started coming on. If ESPN actually cared about creating a good product, they would have been working with the big 12 in the top AAC schools to have a merger, not go the other way ultimately all a play to save them a billion dollars. Uh, so that's really where my anger is coming from. Yeah, I get that. But uh, I think we can all agree that Stuart Mandel's a little fucking pipsqueak bitch boy. Um, fuck him. That's all I got. I like it. Thank you for joining us, Joel. All right. Um, Hayes, it's been a while since I've come to you. Um, I'd hear. What? Oh, okay. I don't know what's going on anymore. Uh, Hayes, it's been a while since I've come to you. I'm going to come to you again. Uh, ultimately, we've a, a lot has changed since our first realignment one. We 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 all figured out who J Boy was. We've had some information. Um, ultimately, if you were placing a bet, what does K State's conference look like five years from now beyond this 2024 contract? Oh, man, that is tough. Um, I think the Big 12 or Big 8, whatever, is going to stick together until then. 
Um, I think the fact that this report can come out and that they have, I think they, the figure they used was three to five teams have been in contact. Somebody had to tell the Big 12 offices that that was happening. And if schools were trying to sneakily get out of this, which is about the only way to leave a conference, then they would be doing it. But obviously, uh, they're getting contacted and they're going up to Big Brother Bob and they're telling him that this is happening. And so that makes me way more optimistic that we're actually going to stick together. Um, I don't know if we stick together after grant of rights. There's a whole lot of things that could change in five years, but if it looks anything like it did right now, um, I think there's a good chance that we are still together. I don't know who we add. The only ideas I had before an hour ago was like a Cincinnati and top of the AAC schools, but, I don't know if that bridge is being burned right now or if it already has. I I don't know how much blame you can place in – I mean, individual schools have almost nothing to do with this. And I don't even know how much blame you can put in the American. It sort of seems like the ESPN is just using them. I think that there is some accuracy to that. But here's the thing. I don't know if, I, I, I don't know if, if any American team now – uh, can be brought in because at the end of the day, changing the conference structure then opens up everything to the media contracts all over again. So then you're kind of in a situation where then once the conference changes, uh, th- th- then you're kind of screwed and ESPN can then screw you over. So ESPN's number one priority right now is minimizing what they give the non-Oklahoma, non-Texas schools and getting Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC as soon as possible. They can't do that if the other eight schools don't agree to a buyout and force Texas and Oklahoma throughout this entire time. And I don't think bringing in Cincinnati, Memphis, any sort of American school or any school at all uh, helps you prolong that money and uh, letting ESPN off the hook. So th- that's where I'm Hey, Scott. As Yes. Uh, so I saw in an article they would have to pay an exit fee, but someone they mentioned that, you know, Big 12 is still autonomous and an NIL that might be very useful in navigating the landscape and changing things really quickly. And the other thing is if you're worried about West Virginia jumping ship and bringing your membership number down or Baylor jumping ship to somewhere because they aren't trustworthy or whatever, bringing in two schools to bolster that number make it harder for uh, the conference to dip below, that might be advantageous. But, here, but here's the thing. The way the ESPN uh, part of the Tier 1 rights is written with the Big 12 is any change in the structure away from those 10 teams creates their opportunity to change the money payout. So if, say, West Virginia uh, is ready to leave and then those three schools are ready to jump ship, that makes it so then they can collapse – the big 12. And then if we brought in any teams that allows ESPN to then change the money terms of the deal. So that's the big crux of the issue, adding teams. I think ultimately, ultimately you're going to have to go beyond. If you want, if you want this to be a conference beyond the current grant of rights deal and the current media deal of ESPN, then yes, you're going to have to expand. But I if, if it is all about maximizing your revenue now and not letting ESPN out of their side of the billion-dollar contract and not letting Texas and Oklahoma walk without paying an exit fee, you can't add more. So, just for the sake of a conversation, do you think there's any way that the big eight or the eight remaining could sustain themselves as a conference for anything more than like a year or two? I mean, me as a fan, I think that sounds like an extremely fun conference. It's all the teams that cannibalize each other every single year just playing constantly. So I think that sounds fun to watch, but is there any way that they could feasibly make a conference out of eight teams? Uh, I mean, in theory, yes, but if you want to minimize the eventual decrease, because the decrease is coming, at the end of this tunnel is a significantly less – you know, smaller budget, a significantly smaller media contract. If you want to minimize the losses when it comes to the inevitable revenue loss, uh, I don't think that those eight teams make the most sense. I think it does make the most sense finding new schools to come in. 
But from from like it just being fun, that would be a ton of fun. I, I would enjoy that a ton. Um, but I, I don't think it is feasible financially. I wonder if you have to pull an ESPN and go behind ESPN's back, talk to Fox, and see what members they would want for when you renegotiate past 2025. And that buyout will be worth more than, I mean, you're going to drop revenue if ESPN negotiates back down to zero. But long term, you might want to talk to Fox and get them on board for something. Uh, and see who they want you to grab. And if you have to take a reduction from ESPN now, it's worth it in the long term. No, I, I, I think that there is some value in that. But again, if you are setting yourself up for a four-year uh, battle, legal battle, um, I, I don't think you can – I don't think you could catch yourself in a situation where, uh, you know, you get found out, Memphis says something to ESPN, then all of a sudden – you're costing yourself dearly. So I, I understand that point of view, but I think if, if they are truly getting ready to saddle up for this, I, I don't think you can, I, I don't think you can make that mistake. So I'm going to go to Tyler. Tyler, you requested to come up here. You fell off. I brought you back on Tyler. What do you want to say? I think you're right, Scott. I, I mean, we are all hoping the next two weeks, we're going to end up in a pack 12, but this, new lawsuit just shuts everything down nobody's going to talk to us we're not going to talk to anybody because we don't want to ruin the possible windfall that we we're going to get from espn and, and ou and texas so pretty much from now on it's just going to be getting snippets from the texas and ou side to figure out who started this all and uh hopefully we can win this lawsuit down the road yeah, and again, it sucks that now it ultimately, from K-State's point of view and uh, every single other school remaining, again, anyone, KU fans, West Virginia fans can try to tell you they're not in this same boat. No, they are. It sucks that now the only move truly is about trying to win a lawsuit. But that's where we're at, and ultimately, uh, you know, I hope I hope we win it I, because – things are going to be dramatically different at the end of this. We can soften the blow by maximizing the next four years and maybe make an ESPN pay. Ultimately, I, I have my doubts. I think that if we can force Oklahoma and Texas and make it uncomfortable for them to stick around throughout all of this, um, I think that'll be the end of it. So it, it does make things very, very interesting. Uh, I want to do a little bit of a change because I've now gotten in two very big spats on Twitter, one of which was with C. Dot Harrison, the uh four to or I guess he's two to six sports talk host on six ten, and then with the solid verbal podcast all about this. I went at both of them for making jokes and celebrating the end of this, and they are taking the obvious line of, oh, this is no different than it's ever been. Um I, I'm gonna go around the table. We'll go Grant, Will, Ace Hayes and Chris, um, what what is your take on the non ESPN sports media and how flippant they are when it comes to this? Am I making a mountain out of a molehill, or do you uh, what do you what do you take on this? And and I'll, I'm open to to hearing. Hey Scott, chill the fuck out about this um, if that's what you believe. But I'm just interested what everyone else's take about the non ESPN and non athletic folks uh, basically trying to provide cover. It's strange and it's bizarre. And you would think that, and and I don't, I mean, I don't think you're wrong. Um, It's, it's right there. They've been very uh, open about belittling the remaining eight teams for, you know, longer than even like before Texas and OU uh, decided to break the contract and leave. Um, But everyone's always belittled the big 12 since um, our first kind of shakeup of conference realignment. And I think it's just bizarre, um, especially the ones outside of the ESPN uh, network. But uh, it's not just them. I mean, I think it's just it's it's strange to see the celeb the celebratory manner of how the Big Twelve is kind of falling apart, and just the complete lack of respect and like shame regarding you know Texas Oklahoma leaving and the remaining eight schools. I mean, I tweeted about it. It's about how how weird it is to see. Um, like the Oklahoma and Texas fans just so ready to 
openly uh, kind of belittle the last, the entire history of Big Eight, Big Twelve. It's weird to see Oklahoma fans open openly uh, kind of cheering for the Big Twelve's demise. You're uh, going a completely different route than what I'm talking about, though. I I, I think we've talked about that. This is, my, my whole thing is. I'm saying it's both. Like, it's weird to see both. But you're right. Yeah. Um, other media outlets basically conspiring almost in the same way that the ESPN uh, people have been. Just kind of shitting on the remaining eight. And especially the comparing, like, to the AAC, the Mandel bullshit. It's just fucking weird. Yeah. And see, it, I, the Athletic was in on it. Uh, there's no doubt about it. They had coordinated talking points that they were going verbatim the same way ESPN was. So I'm trying to get beyond them and and I'll go to Will next because they're obviously those two entities have a, a, a reason to try to kill off the big 12 for the, for ESPN, it saves them a billion dollars for the athletic It is driving up their subscriptions and then being able to cut all the manpower that they have covering the Big 12 because they're hemorrhaging money. The Athletic, while great on its surface, is failing financially, and they're trying to find a way to start saving money. So beyond those two, you see a journalistic class that instead of actually talking about a felony-level conspiracy, they are making fun of Bob Bowlesby's signature um, do you think it ultimately is just because, oh, fuck the Big 12 and these eight schools don't matter? Or do you think there's just something where no one cares because it's sports? And, hey, it doesn't matter it's sports. Because if something at this level was happening elsewhere, you know, it's leading CNN. It's leading NPR. This will not get anything outside of some angry people on Twitter. Are you coming back to uh, me or Will? No, I was going to Will because I'm, okay. I didn't like what you said, Grant. So okay. I'm going to Will. Well, don't act so disappointed you're going to me, Scott. But um, I, I know we don't like to talk about, and it's a lot of times it's hard to talk about society at large, but I think a lot of the replies and what you're seeing is what you talk about, Big J and Little J journalism, and the lines being blurred a little bit, and you get some Big J journalists acting a little bit more like lowercase J journalists and vice versa, where, you know, some of these articles that are being written, if you post it on Reddit, you wouldn't know a difference between some of the posts on Reddit, the quality, and the ones on some of these websites and the uh, rigor of journalism in some of these articles, they're pushing them out because things are changing at the drop of a hat. And so you got to push them out that quick, but the fact checking and where the information is coming from and the integrity, uh, I know part of it's because of how quickly it's moving, but I think some of it has to do with that blurring of the lines of what journalism is, where a podcaster might have as much credibility and level-headedness on subject as the, quote, big J journalist reporting on it. And uh, obviously, J-Boy is uh, on top of it, and we need to be listening to him. Yeah, honestly, J-Boy has never had more uh, credibility. Uh, we'll go to Hayes and Chris on this, and then we're getting close to wrapping up for the night. I, I think Grant's mad at me, so he hopped off. So, if anyone wants to hop up and get any final takes on here uh, as we're getting close to the 8 o'clock hour where we'll be calling it a night, please do. So we'll go to Hayes. Hayes, uh, and then we'll go Hayes, Ace, then Chris, and then anyone else who wants to pop up. Hayes, uh, from your perspective, there's so much grave dancing. There's almost been this celebration about it. And it, and it makes sense, like I said, from those two uh, entities, what do you make from it from the places like Solid Verbal, the Kansas City sports media, the 610, the station that carries the games, almost having fun at the expense of the other eight? Um, is it weird to you? Do you think, and I think Will's uh, hypothesis is good. I think, I think the uh, big J's act like little J's and it's tough to tell the difference because everyone's just trying to get clicks and laughs. But uh, do you think, that, or are you surprised that some of these folks uh, their reaction to it, and uh, yeah, are you just surprised? Uh, I think it's really weird. Um, I, I mean, it goes along with history of, for some reason, everybody's had this um, extremely diluted and wrong view of the Big 12 just competitively as not being good. And anyone in football outside of OU just 
not even being worth being a division one team and all of that. And it seems like they're all just writing this off. Like it doesn't matter. And like, we're just making stuff up. And I've seen a bunch of, I know Twitter replies are a terrible place, but I've seen them all saying stuff like we're just like in our feelings because they're leaving and trying to do anything about it. But it's not that at all. I mean, they're trying to, people are going behind your back and under the table to try to, destroy your conference to save themselves millions of dollars and you're supposed to just sit by and be like cool and wave them by and i just not to get into a ku thing but we've always known that k kansas city media doesn't care about k-state and is always against it and which is weird because if they're pro ku they should still be pro big 12 in this but it sort of seems like they still think they're out of the big 12 and none of it matters and yeah so all in all it's weird and it's stupid and these people don't really understand what they're reporting on, which sounds weird that it seems like somebody sitting in their bedroom reading Twitter has a better understanding of people that write articles about it. Yep. All right. We'll go ACE, Chris, and then we'll uh, get Connor and chef in here. The, the number one thing that, that comes to my mind is they, they must think this is a, a game of something to them. Like this, there aren't millions and millions of dollars riding on this because you know, oh, we can we can keep podcasting no matter what. We'll just have to cover one less conference, and that's such like a shitty attitude. As even someone who pretends to be a media personality, that's such like a an ass tier attitude to have. So I think that they're just laughing about it. Firstly, because well, it's the Big Twelve. We can obviously meme on them. No one will care. And also because they're lazy and don't want to have to cover another conference that, well, for all intents and purposes, is still one of the best conferences in the entirety of college sports. I'll stand by that take, and I'll stand by that take until I die. But people laughing about it, especially people on Twitter, it's just it's just kind of disgusting because they don't understand. Like Their, their tiny pea brains cannot understand a quarter of what's actually going on behind the scenes. And them not even trying to do it and just laugh it off like it's a joke. It's it, it honestly makes them feel it honestly makes them look like as big a joke as they actually are. Yeah, and again, if it's if it's random Tennessee fan, I don't care. I, I guess I'm I I will never understand the solid verbal. I'll never understand people at six ten. I'll never understand uh, you know all these different blue checks uh, who work in sports media and their instant reaction to the uh, cease and desist order pointing out that there was this massive conspiracy uh, that their reaction was, let's make fun of the signature. So uh, we'll go to Chris chef popped off and then we're going to probably end the night with Connor. Uh, So Chris, do you have any take on this? What, what's uh, how have you observed the greater sports media, even those outside of ESPN, the athletic just deciding, Hey, Instead, this is the one of the single biggest stories in the history of college sports. Let's make a joke about a signature. Yeah, I don't really know what to make of all the the broader landscape of journalism and media outlets. It is it is odd, um, and I think I don't know. I think maybe it's just easy for people on the outside looking in just to make jokes and make light of the situation because. Uh, They're not affected by it, whereas in reality, uh, if you look at it, the towns like Manhattan, the remaining eight schools, I mean, this affects a lot for those towns and the local economies. Um, So there's a lot that goes into it, um, and I don't think they can really, um, they don't grasp that yet. I mean, it's a a pretty big deal, and so um, for, like, the people on Twitter and outside media, I mean, it's always easy to grave dance and then kick someone while they're down. I think that's kind of playing into it. Um, and yeah, the signature, weird signature, but they missed the point. Like this is a huge letter and this is going to turn into a huge lawsuit. And like, that should be the story, but instead they're talking about a signature. Like, so I don't know. It, it's, it's weird. Um, it is interesting to see how this is all going to play out. And it seems like it changes daily. It's crazy. Um, so in one sense, it's kind of fun to keep up with um, as we're leading up to college football season. But in the other sense, I'm, I'm ready for September, baby. I hope once we get the games rolling, I hope we just 
fucking stomp on some teams. And I, uh, you know what? I hope us and I, I hope to God, OU or Texas is not playing in the Big Twelve championship game. I hope somehow, some way, two different teams or one team upsets them um, and send them packing. You know, um, one question for you, Scott, before this thing's all over: You're going to boycott ESP? I'm not. I mean. K State so ultimately is going to have games there. They're going to have games on ESPN Plus. Yeah, it's I'm, it's a monopoly almost. We got to we have to keep our ESPN Plus subscription to watch. Yeah, yeah. Again, it, at the end of the day, I'm such an addict of live sports. I don't really have a choice. So again, that's why they thought they could get away with it, and ultimately they're going to. It's just going to cost them a little bit more money. Um, so. It sucks, but th- that is what it is. Uh, last last person we'll talk to, it'll be uh, Connor. Connor, you hopped on here. Give me your takes on any of this. Um, this is your first chance talking, so you can talk about uh, the the ESPN, uh, a- Athletic, a- AAC, SEC, OU, Texas Conspiracy. You can make a comment on the greater sports media. You do you, uh, and then we'll wrap up the show for tonight. Um. Gosh, I barely know where to begin other than this whole time. Uh, a lot of my or several of my roommates are soccer fans. And I remember the Super League stuff was going on back in March or April. And literally all of soccer fans around the world rallied against uh, this conglomeration of the best teams. And now it's happening in college football and it's being cheered on, not just by fans, but by media as well. And I think it's going to destroy college football. Uh, I've been talking about that with Ace a lot this past week. I I think at this point the writing's on the wall for the game. Uh, I, that's a very pessimistic take, but that's just kind of where I'm at right now. Uh, ESPN, I guess we shouldn't be surprised, but it doesn't mean I'm any less just absolutely pissed about their role in all of this and just how all the media seems to be like, oh, well, it's your fault. You should have seen it coming. And Gosh, I, I don't know what I can say that hasn't already been said, uh, but I'm pissed. I appreciate it. And then, of course, Mitch and Ace have the Aggieville Alley Cats podcast. This is how I'm going to end the show. Um, first off, I want to thank everyone for coming on. This was one of our biggest shows uh, of folks just listening in. I'm sad. Uh, you know, it, Actually, I'm not sad. I'm happy all these people got in. I'm sorry if you guys didn't get to come up on the stage and give your takes um, keep an eye to the Twitter timelines because uh, when breaking news happens, I've been trying to go live during the day if, so- if stuff happens. I appreciate all the love and support you guys have uh, given the show over the last three plus years. So this is going to be my plug to anyone who's listening here in the live show or on the podcast feed if you're still listening. It is time to rally around your local journalists, your local podcasts, your local folks who actually care about your sport. At the end of the day, and I said this from the Bosco's Boys account, the worldwide leader in sports is actively trying to kill off the Kansas State Athletic Department. They're trying to kill off the Big 12. There is There are sports talk radio hosts in Kansas City who are getting jokes off. There are podcasts like the solid verbal who are making a joke of it and then saying, hey, we kind of talked about it in a melancholy tone uh, a week ago. Uh, We just like to do jokes um, while this is happening. Um, The Athletic, ESPN, they're all in on it. I'm not telling you not to listen to those folks, but keep in mind whenever this grant of rights is over, whenever the law story is over, They don't care about you, and they don't care about K-State. I'm not saying listen to Bosco's boys exclusively. There's the Aggieville Alley Cats. During football season, there's the the short side option. Uh, Go Power Cat. I don't like them, but they're putting out podcasts all the time. K-State Online, great subscription site. Kels Robinette gives great information on the Kansas City Star. John Kurtz has his own podcast that he's launching with Aaron Lockett, and he has a daily show in Manhattan. There are folks who actually are grinding to support K-State Athletics, to talk about K-State Athletics, because we are very close to a point where no one else in the national media will ever mention Kansas State ever again. So if you don't 
try to listen and support and read some of this other stuff because we're going to be in a point really soon where those folks' livelihoods are going to be on the line and K-State Athletics isn't going to have any other spot to be written about, talked about, have the stories told. So it's important to rally around these folks while we can, support them while we can, because if, if we don't watch ourselves and if we don't support these folks covering K-State before you know it, all you're going to have is a generic article in the Manhattan Mercury, and then that gets put in every single paper in Kansas and nothing else. So that's all I have to say. I love you guys. Thank you to everyone who came on. Thank you to everyone who is listening to this on the podcast feed. Uh, we're not going anywhere in the special announcement. And again, I, we were going to do this at the top of the show because, uh, but, but then, you know, I got all irate. But Bosco's Voice is going to do one show a week, every week, or one show a day, every weekday, starting uh, in August, going all the way up to kickoff. Last couple years, we've had Blitz Week. We have Blitz Month. So we're giving you five shows a week, all the way, starting in August, up until kickoff, uh, because we want to talk about the Cats. We want to preview the Cats, and we want to keep talking to you guys on Spotify, uh, Green Room, our great sponsor, uh, because you know what? We love K-State. You guys love K-State. We're for the fans, by the fans, and that's not going to change. Thanks again to everyone. I'll stop ranting. I'm going to have a cold drink and get some sleep tonight because I'm sure I'm going to be irate about something else tomorrow. If Grant was here, he'd say meet you at the cat head. Sports Social Podcast Network.